everyone. This is Molly Douthit. And David Douthit. Welcome to More Than Hearing, a podcast to encourage preachers to use multiple intelligences in sermons and worship leadership, because there are plenty of ways to reach someone's soul. Today's podcast will cover the lectionary selections for the third Sunday in Advent, Year A. Isaiah sees water running in the desert. The psalmist tells of God's acts of healing. James encourages everyone just to be patient. And in Matthew, John the Baptist sends word to Jesus from prison that he's doing the Messiah thing wrong. It seems God keeps doing things we don't expect. We have some ideas for making your sermon unexpectedly engaging. We have established this podcast based on Dr. Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. Dr. Gardner suggests that there are multiple ways to learn, process, remember, and understand our world. Each week we develop illustrations and special effects for the weekly readings of the Revised Common Lectionary that use various smarts based on Dr. Gardner's identified intelligences. We call them Word Smart, Eye Smart, Math Smart, Body Smart, Music Smart, Nature Smart, People Smart, and Self Smart. You can read more about Dr. Gardner's work by clicking on the link at the top of our webpage. As we read and reflect on the scripture passages for each week, we explore ways these intelligences can be utilized for a deeper appreciation of God's Word. Anytime and any way we make use of the different smarts, we give people greater access to the Word of God so they can acquire it, process it, and internalize it in ways that make sense to them. So let's get started. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We are on the third Sunday of Advent for year A, and we're going to start off with the gospel passage. But before we do that, got a little bit of house cleaning to take care of here. Uh, So pass me the dust rag, please. Here you go. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, so we are not going to do a show for Christmas 1 and 2. Once we get the show for Advent 4 in the can next week, we're going to take a little time off. And uh, we will be back with Baptism of the Lord at the first in the first part of January. So if you are looking for some specific things for Christmas, mm, sorry, but... (laughs) Usually, you know, people have some things that they've already planned on doing. And uh, if you've already got some idea of how to use these intelligences under your belt, using them for Christmas uh, is is pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Include a lot of music smart. Sing some Christmas carols. <laughs> and if you do some, if you do do some, do, 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 do. <laughs> and if you do try something, be sure and let us know what you came yes, up with. Yes, please. I'm sure it will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get started with the gospel, which for the third Sunday in Advent, year A. Oh, I also forgot to mention, we do have a show from three years ago already. Yes. So go take for a this, look. For yes. this week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. This is uh, kind of a strange place to have an Advent uh, the the lectionary selection, why John the Baptist in prison for Advent? Except that John the Baptist sends word through his disciples to ask Jesus, hey, are you the one? 
And Jesus sends back word to John through his disciples. Remember what the prophet Isaiah said about uh, the, the, the way that the world will change and the way people will receive their sight, the lame will walk, leopards will be cleansed, the deaf will hear, the dead are raised. Did I say leopards? <laughs> The poor have good news brought to them. Well, I meant to say lepers, but leopards may be cleansed too. You never know. Those cages get awfully dirty. Anyway, so John, the word is sent back to him. Look around, see what's happening. And then Jesus talks about John the Baptist to the people who are standing around him. It's a really interesting uh, uh, passage, and there's an awful lot to unpack there just exegetically. But we're going to look at three of the intelligences. We're going to look at eye smart, math smart, and music smart. Yes, there is music smart in here. Oh, sure. So we're gonna, I'm going to start off with eye smart, and we're looking at verses 4 through 5 where Jesus is making a case for who he is by stacking up evidence, which kind of bleeds over into Math Smart a little bit. Mm. Um, so here's a, an iSmart special effect you can do. Get blocks or boxes and wrap them up in paper and label them blind, see, lame, walk, lepers, cleansed, <laughs> <laughs> deaf, hear, dead, raise, and poor get good news. And stack them up as you as you get to those points when you talk about them. Uh, you could start with a smaller stack of smaller blocks labeled with what John may have been expecting. Holy wrath, righteous fury, purging evil, cleaning house, kicking butt and taking names, crushing opponents. And then put Jesus' stack in front of John's stack, dwarfing and hiding it, which is pretty awesome. And that um, th th that would be... A real good reminder for people who are sitting in your pews who are sick to death of the injustice going around and expect some righteous fire and instead get a savior who goes to the cross. Mm -hmm. It would set me right, I got to tell you. And then verses 7 and 9, uh, you could find some reeds or some cattails and maybe a nice soft robe. Okay. Uh, going on to Math Smart, those same verses 7 to 9, where uh, Jesus is replying about, What did you go out to see? Referring to, to John, to the crowds. And he sets up two opposite absurdities for what they may have gone out to look at. It sets the parameters for what he will tell them about John. Uh, would you go all the way into the wilderness just to see a reed? Probably not. Would you go there to see something that you know is not there? No. Well, then the answer must be this thing, the thing that uh, th that you know is there and that's worth seeing. So mathematically, it's kind of an iteration loop. So an iteration loop is a programming uh, tool, computer programming tool, where a certain process is repeated either a pre-selected number of times or until a pre-selected condition is met. It's like a video game where you have to do one particular thing, a coding in a video game where you have to do a particular action so many times before a door will open. Is sure, that kind yes. Of, yeah, yeah. The, second, the second one of those, the, the conditions. The conditions, okay. Or no, I'm sorry, the first. Pre-selected number? The, pre, the first one, yeah, okay. that, that one. Yeah. Um, so Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. 
for example, it, it might um, that your loop might repeat a mathematical function ten times, or a hundred times, or a million times, um, and usually the outcome becomes part of the input for the next repetition. Mm, so, so it just kind of feeds back into right, itself. Right. So you okay. apply this function, take the answer, start over with that. And, and the then, function. Yeah. And okay. run it through the function and take the number and run that through the function okay. over and okay. over and over again until you get something. Um, so that that's one way that it can work. Or it might repeat the function until the difference in the outcome from one run to the next is less than, you know, 0.0001% or something. So until it's almost identical. Right. Okay. Right. So that's that's a couple of the ways that the iteration loop might work. And so here Jesus is using a very short iteration loop. It's three steps. <laughs> <laughs> So well, you know, he it, has that advanced math yeah, yeah, down. You know? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. So is it this? No. Is it that? No. Well, it must be this. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it swings from the, the extremes and then sets up the, the boundaries, basically, and then he's like, this is the thing. Is it also kind of like having three cups to choose, pick one, which one the P is under? Is it this <laughs> well, one? Yeah. No, is it this one? No, well, then it's got to be that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, that'd be a good iSmart. That would be. Yeah. I'll write that there down. There you go, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, going on to music smart, I came up with a poetic rendition of verses 2 through 6 where uh, the John's disciples are talking with Jesus and he replies, um, it's not very polished, and you can probably do better, but I, I came up with something. It's on the worksheet at the uh, show notes that you can download. Um, do you want to hear a little bit of it? Go for it. Okay. So, okay. John was in prison. He heard about his cousin, but it didn't sound like he was being the Messiah right. Gave his folks a task. Find this guy and ask, are you the one, the one who is to come? Should we be looking further and waiting for another? Jesus said to them, go and tell your friend all you, all you hear and see. Take no offense at me. The blind receive their sight. The lame can walk upright. The leper's skin is clean. The deaf can hear again. The dead now live once more. There's good news for the poor. There awesome. it is. There's the whole cool. thing. Cool. So, Set that to a beat. Yeah, it, it, it would need a beat. It it won't fit to any hymn tunes that I could find. <laughs> I looked, and it's just too random. It's yeah. um, it's the the stanzas are ten lines, and they vary from five to eight. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, you could fiddle with it to make it fit. Yeah, you'd have you'd have to add with some a big stuff. enough hammer, but you could get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> but using this, you could also, you know, test your rap skills. Yes. There yes. you go. I, you know, I have that latent desire to I be a rapper, you do. and I that's know you do. that's what I was hearing when I was doing it. But <laughs> it's just not. I and yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go on. Let's. The epistle lesson for year A, Advent three, is James five verses seven through ten. Uh, James writes, "Be patient." etc. 
<laughs> it's like, <laughs> just be patient. The farmer is patient, so you should be patient. Uh, uh, strengthen your hearts so that you can be patient. Uh, don't grumble against each other. Uh, the judge is coming. So be patient. Yep. There you go. We have for you here, I smart, body smart, nature smart, people smart, and self smart that we're going to try to get in. So let's get right to it. Kind of unusual to have so many intelligences for the epistle lesson. That usually gets shortchanged. Especially when it's so short. I know. Go figure. Here we go. Here we go. So uh, for I smart, a special effect, uh, verse eight, the coming of the Lord is near. That made me think of the way the sky looks at dawn. It's not necessarily the coming of the Lord, but it's the coming of the sun. So uh, get your search engine revved up there and do a search for images for dawn skies. And I've got a, a link that you can click on if the, for the things that I found. And uh, just the, the way the color looks and the, the line of light at the horizon and the anticipation of the rising of the sun so there you go very simple eye smart special effect 25 or 6 to 4 <laughs> looking at body smart and the verse 8 in the middle strengthen your hearts sounds kind of like cardio training there and uh, um you know, as we are making our way through the holidays, nobody's thinking about cardio, but they will be in a couple of weeks. Yes, they will. Those New Year's resolutions. That's right. So after the holidays, lots of people will be heading to the gym and new workout routines. So let them think about this passage and maybe encourage them. Take this passage along with you when you go to the gym and think of it in those terms, that you're strengthening your heart for the coming of the Lord so you can be patient and long-suffering with uh, everybody else who is not being patient. Right. Well, and it's also being patient to work off all the weight that you gain through the holidays, right. too. So, anyway. Be patient with yourself. Exactly. <clears throat> Nature smart. Uh, James specifically mentions farmers. And uh, I know from my uh, farmer family and from people that have been farmers in all the different congregations in which we have served through the years, that farming is often a gamble, especially if there is no superstructure in place to guard against pests, like you don't do any spraying, drought, you don't have any irrigation systems, or damaging storms, you don't have crop insurance which is the kind of farmers that James would have been talking about. Mm -hmm. They didn't do spraying. They didn't have irrigation. They didn't have crop insurance. So if you have anyone in your congregation who is uh, a farmer, they could talk about this. Or if you have anyone in your congregation who gardens, they also know this. Uh, they know there is work to be done to give the plants the best chance, which is what God does for us. God is patient with us, waiting for us to bear fruit. Going on to People Smart, this week's uh, nerdiness comes, of course, from Star Wars. And with regard to patience, thinking of episode one in Star Wars and the Phantas Mentis. The Phantas Mentis, the Phantom <laughs> Menace. Uh, and Jedi, Jedi Knights Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, the good guys, are engaged in a dramatic and frenetic lightsaber duel with Darth Maul, the bad guy. 
And at one point, Kenobi gets separated from Jin, while who who is still fighting with Maul, and they are uh, they get cut off by this random force field. Yeah, thing. what the heck is that even there for? Uh, to, for this <laughs> dramatic, effect. it's a plot device. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Whoever wrote this episode should die. <laughs> Sorry, that's Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so um, they get separated. And then uh, at the other end of this device, at the other end of the plot device, uh, <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul get separated by a force field. Right. And when they realize that they can't, get through it or do anything then Qui-Gon Jinn kneels down and begins to meditate Mm. while Darth Maul paces back and forth like a caged tiger yeah doesn't he kind of smack the uh, first field with his lightsaber Darth Maul does yeah yeah Yeah. and that's like oh well all right fine okay fine I have to wait and and then yeah, just two different is this kind of two different ways of being patient yeah yeah praying and pacing yeah yeah and uh, so that's what we're going for. And then the field switches off and Jin immediately stands up and the fight continues. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, I've got a link for the video of the whole scene, the whole sequence. Um, so you can take a look at it if you're not familiar with it. Um, patience also builds in relationships. And think of sports teams and learning to play with each other. Um, or a cast of a show trusting one another's instincts and timing, uh, or a flight crew that works together uh, for an airline or, um, or on a military mission or something. Mm-hmm. All those sorts of things where, where teams are working together and they, they have to learn patience together very often. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, that's some illustration. And then for special effect, invite people to brainstorm ways they, as the body of Christ, can work together to build up patience with and towards one another. And then, how can that patience, how can that patience be practiced out in the world? That might be one of those good works that people see and give glory to God. Mm-hmm. Right? And as we wait for Jesus, how do we participate in strengthening our hearts and hands and those of others around us? Cool. And then finally, for Self Smart, we've got some special effects in regards to patience. And we have uh, three links for things that might help us foster patience. Uh, the first one is from Inc.com. That's I-N-C, not I-N-K. Right. Um, and <laughs> business, not tattoos. Right. And it's got four tips to help you be a more patient person. And science says you will be happier if you can do that. So there are four different things. Uh, make yourself wait. Make yourself wait. Stop doing things that aren't important. <laughs> hmm. Figure that one out. That may be where you have the patience is to figure out that yeah, list. Yeah. Uh, be mindful of the things that make you impatient. Uh, and relax and take deep breaths. So that kind of is a 35,000 foot flyover of some Mm -hmm. things to do. Another thing is from uh, Psychology Today that also has four steps. Um, Understanding the addictive nature of anger, irritation, and outrage. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we like being like that. Take Mm -hmm. a look at Twitter Mm -hmm. and Facebook to see how that's true. Another thing, upgrading our attitude toward discomfort and pain. So, ow, ooh, I have, um, you know, 
raise your pain threshold. Uh, paying attention when the irritation and pain starts and self-talk. And then the one that's probably the most um, helpful, I think, is from uh, Dave Ursillo. Seven conventional, uh, unconventional ways to develop patience. Read, shift your perspective, garden and grow plants, cook more from scratch, be creative, improvise adventure, and ditch your schedule. And we would add to that prayer, meditation, Sabbath observance, gratitude, openness to learning in unexpected situations, and love. Okay, let's go on. (laughs) The psalm for year A, Advent 3, is Psalm 146, verses 5 through 10. Psalm 146 is toward the end of the worship book. It's one of the many psalms of praise that ends uh, the book of psalms. This particular section begins, happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. And then the psalmist gives some reasons, because God made the heaven and earth, keeps faith forever, executes justice, gives food to the hungry, on and on, opens the eyes of the blind, lifts up those who are bowed down. Uh, uh, So this is uh, a psalm of praise for folks who trust in the goodness and the provision of the Lord. We have quite a few um, special effects and illustrations, but we're only going to look at three. If you want to see what got left on the shelf, please go over to the website and download the worksheet so you can see what didn't make the cut. Uh, We're going to look at word, body, and music. So David's going to start with word. Okay. So Jesus uses some of the elements of this psalm to respond to John's disciples in the gospel passage. And um, Jesus' response to John in Matthew is kind of like a parable using this text as a foundation. And uh, so it's sort of the foreshadowing kind of thing that can happen in uh, movies or musicals. And um, so there's some music smart here, but it's, uh, it's like having been told a story or having heard a song and then later something happens. It's like, oh, it's just like that. Right. So there's this throwing back to it, like uh, the townspeople in Beauty and the Beast who sing in in the opening number what an odd duck bell is. Mm -hmm. And it is, of course, that oddness that makes her capable of breaking the patterns of the past. And so they throw back to that. So what happens between the gospel passage and this text is kind of like that. Yeah, right. Hebrew word translated as happy is also translated as blessed, as Molly indicated. And it comes from the word ashar in Hebrew, which means to go on straight ahead. So uh, you can deliver that bit of information uh, by way of uh, illustration that uh, to be happy is to go straight ahead, which... I don't know, it's probably got some eye smart in there, too, for mm-hmm. spatial relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for special effect, uh, it's like a child who's going out onto the playground or going to uh, going into a classroom or something, and what they see there kind of makes them hesitate. It's like, eh, I've never been, it's kind yeah. of strange. And, What's uh, that? What? It looks interesting, but well, I don't know. And so they look back 
to their parents who are standing there. And if the parents are like, yes, go ahead, and nodding and waving them on, you know, encouraging them to go, then they turn around, off they go, and they charge out into the adventure. And uh, that's, that's kind of what's going on here is that uh, those who have been um, forced to hesitate are now being brought along and pushed out into the adventure uh, <laughs> confident with that, confidence right, yeah right uh, for body smart this is eh, kind of a little bit of a stretch um, I was reading an essay by, by Amy Zeitlow in the Christian Century and I think we've we've referenced her before um, she is when she was a child she was a, a ballerina and so she talks in this particular essay in the Christian Century about when she was a, a little girl and she and another little girl were the uh, baby angels that come to Clara in the Nutcracker Suite and encourage her to rise again to uh, go on and face the Mouse King. Um, she uses the in in the essay she uses the the text for the Magnificat as an illustration for that. But I think this psalm works there as well, particularly uh, the protective promise of God to lift up those who are bowed down. Uh, I think that works pretty well there. Mm -hmm. And the idea of physically rising again um, after uh, being comforted and and feeling the protection and the encouragement of God uh, works in this. not really sure how to illustrate that. You might not have any ballerinas in your in your congregation, <laughs> but you know maybe have encourage folk to feel that in well, their body. I, Think of a time I, when they were people bowed have down. seen the the nutcracker. Well, sure, so. sure. But if you know, and well, I'm thinking for themselves, for their own personal mm. bodies, to think of a time when they were just exhausted, and when someone uh, came to them and offered them something that that helped them, help mm-hmm. pep them back up. Um, that's have some chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. That works. <laughs> <laughs> Going on to music smart, Walter Brueggemann wrote that singing is our vocation, our duty, and our delight. We name this staggering name, and the world becomes open again, especially for those on whom it had closed in such deathly ways, the prisoner, the blind, the sojourner, the widow, the orphan. The world is sung open, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. And, um, which is essentially what this psalm is. It's a song. Yeah. 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 And it is a psalm uh, uh, where the, the singing of it opens the possibilities for, mm-hmm. for those um, who have been closed off? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that also kind of connects with the with the Nutcracker a little bit. The uh, the essay that Molly was talking about from Amy Zeitlow um, about the dance also has some fascinating cues in the music. And um, what we didn't know was that Tchaikovsky, who wrote it, that his sister had died while he was composing this piece. Uh, And some of the musical refrains in the score are reminiscent of the Russian Orthodox funeral service, that there are hymns from that service that get translated into the Nutcracker. So Tchaikovsky took this music of grief and mourning and transformed it into dance, a dance between two lovers. 
uh, in particular, the, uh, the sugar plum pas de deux. Uh, and that's the way that God transforms the suffering of the blind and those who are bowed down into the joy of, of relationship and fellowship and, and love with God and with others. So for special effect, you might play some of the music from the sugar plum pas de deux, which is um, in a minor yeah, key. Yeah, it's, it's mournful. It, yeah, yeah. Quite mournful. Yeah. Which is it, weird because the way that the it, it's such a light and sort of airy kind of dance. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the dancers are all smiles and, <laughs> and lovey-dovey. But uh, if you just listen to the music, it might not evoke that if you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. All right, let's go on. The Old Testament lesson for year A, Advent 3, is Isaiah 35, verses 1 through 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom. And more and more of that. Um <laughs> Uh, the glory of the Lord shall be seen there and strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees and say to those of fearful heart, be strong and do not fear. The eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's Messiah. It shows up in the Messiah. Yep, definitely. Um, the lame shall leap like the deer, etc., etc. Uh, the water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert, etc., etc. Um, no lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast, etc., etc. And um, yeah, so it'll be good. So we're going to take a look at nature smart, people smart, and self smart. Again, we have a few other ideas that you can find at morethanhearing.org and uh, Click on the link to download our worksheet. But uh, we're going to start with Nature Smart. So, Molly, what you got there? Okay. I usually do some reading before I start working on uh, work the, the worksheets. And one of the um, things I read was a commentary by a woman named Talitha Arnold. She was writing at the Christian Century, and she says this. Though it may challenge some of our Christmas traditions, I believe the fact that Christmas begins in the desert and stays there is actually the best part of the Christmas story. If God could be born there, God can be born in the harsh landscapes of our lives and our world. Hmm. So there might be a little bit of eye smart in that to maybe put some Saguro cactus in among your uh, nativity scenes. And oh, that's Maybe some sand and some tumbleweeds. Hmm. Yeah, dry that up a little bit. <laughs> Uh, for an, uh, an illustration of uh, this blooming in the desert, we have a link to uh, an article and some uh, pictures of Death Valley, which bloomed spectacularly in 2016. Uh, we have a video and an article that explains why. There was a weather system that kept the abundance of moisture from evaporating too quickly mm. so that the, the plants that are in Death Valley that need moisture in order to bloom got a lot of it that year. And it just went boom. We also have, uh, as an iSmart special effect, so if you download the worksheet, you'll find this link, a uh, super bloom that happened out in the California desert just this last spring. There are some spectacular pictures. It's like somebody went out there with a big bunch of chalk and just scribbled all over the hills. (laughs) It's amazing. It's beautiful. So 
couple of illustrations there of how um, God's presence and coming will make the dry places bloom. A special effect for Nature Smart. Do you have a small sandbox you could bring into the sanctuary or maybe a kitty wading pool with some sand in it? Uh, shape the sand so that it has a little bit of contour, some flow, and maybe a little height gradient from one side to the other, and then pack the sand in a channel in there. Uh, then add water to make a river. You may need to line the channel with some foil or a plastic sheet to hold the water so it doesn't just go into the sand. You want to be able to see the water moving down this. Um, we have a couple of links for some examples of how you might build this. Uh, so go to the show notes and click the links and see what we have. And um, maybe ask the kids, would it be more fun or joyful to have just sand or to have water running through the sand? For a different special effect, if you don't want to actually have children up there playing with the sand, uh, make two different dioramas. Remember making dioramas? I had mm. so much fun making. I used to just make those for no particular reason. I was a weird kid. <laughs> um, two dioramas, one of the desert land and one of a river basin. And present those as contrast. You've got the, the dry, arid land and then the lush green of a river basin. And talk about how God is going to make all of the harsh places like this. Cool. For people smart, some people act like deserts. They're dry and dusty and they've, they just put off a hard scrabble existence kind of vibe, you know. Mm -hmm. Others are like streams in the desert, easy flowing, life giving, and shaping the world around them. So, uh, encourage people to to talk about this together, maybe, or to uh, um, uh, at least be thinking about it themselves. What are some of the factors that make the difference in those personalities? And which one are you? <laughs> uh, and can you think of someone that you know who is your opposite? And so be intentional. Give, the, give folks this homework. Be intentional about spending some time with the person that is your opposite. And explore the ways that each of you express these tendencies. And what difference does faith make to each of you? And how might you support one another? Hmm. I've thought of several people. But anyway, hmm. um, kind of going along with that for a self-smart special effect, um, both desert landscapes and river basins have a remarkable natural beauty and a positive effect on the soul and the psyche. But both can also harbor significant dangers scorpions in the desert, anacondas in the river. So uh, which landscape would feel more refreshing to you as you ponder this passage and why? That's it for today's podcast. Please ask questions or leave us a comment on our website, www.morethanhearing.org or at facebook.com slash morethanhearing or tweet us at morethanhearing or email us at connect at morethanhearing.org. If you tried any of these suggestions, or maybe got an idea that you like even better than ours, please let us know what you did and how it went. We would love to hear how using this theory has made a difference in your preaching and worship. Remember to check out the show notes, worksheets, links, and resources at our website. 
They go hand-in-glove with the podcast and give you lots more material to work with. Don't forget to subscribe using the links on the website for iTunes, Google Play, Android, or good old RSS. Or point your podcatching software at morethanhearing.org slash feed slash podcast. Help others find us more easily by writing a review at the iTunes store. And of course, you can always share the show with your friends and colleagues. We'll be back with another episode next week. So in the meantime, stay subscribed and be smart. Today's podcast will cover the lectionary selections for the third Sunday in Advent, Year A. Isaiah sees water running in the desert. The psalmist tells of God's acts of healing. James encourages everyone just to be patient. And in Matthew, John the Baptist reappears, sending word to Jesus from prison that he's doing the Messiah thing wrong. It seems God keeps doing what people don't expect. We have some ideas for making your sermon unexpectedly engaging. That was too long. Can you talk faster? The psalm for the third Sunday in Advent, year... Wait, (laughs) let me try that again. I almost said year three. The psalm for the third Sunday in Advent, year A, is Psalm 146, verses 5 through 10. This is toward the end of the songbook, so it's part of those praise psalms that we get right at the end. Um, These particular verses are encouraging people to be happy or blessed, uh, whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God. And then verses 6, 7, 8, and 9 gives reasons why uh, you could be blessed for having your help in the in the Lord your God. And verse 10, the Lord will reign forever your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. We found uh, quite a few. What, what are some of the reasons? Uh, well, we'll get to those. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, uh, we found quite a few in, of the smarts that we have special effects and illustrations for, but we're only going to talk about three. So if you want to see what didn't make the show, go down over to the website and download the worksheet so you can see what got left on the shelf. We're going to look at word, body, and music. 
Um, beginning with word. Uh, I'm doing word. Oh, right. We're beginning with word. So give it a shot, David. <laughs> give I'll it a go. Try. Give it a go. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Do I need the images part? Jesus uses these. Yes. Jesus uses the elements in this psalm to respond to John's disciples in the gospel lesson. So we have the eyes of the blind being opened, uh, the uh, uh, widows and orphans being upheld. He doesn't use that one, but uh, um, food to the hungry and uh, prisoners are set free. So it's in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Not exactly the same, but it's, it's the same story. Well, so anyone in the era who was familiar with that particular psalm would have gone, oh, yeah. we know what he's, he's, he's quoting. Yeah. He's also quoting the next passage, but we'll mm-hmm. get to that. Uh, Jesus responds to John. Um, you can skip that. Should we just start this over? Sure. <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 